0: It sounded like the whole house was being torn down.
1: Total chaos, a street battle caught on camera and what likely started it.
2: In search of gas bargains. I get around a savings of around $48 per trip. The app that can tell if that run for the border is really worth it.
1: And building a better ride. Are you a motorcycle company or are you
2: a technology company? <laughs> it's an awesome question.
1: Local entrepreneurs turn the motorcycle industry on its head, hoping to save lives.
2: You're watching Global BC. This is Global Hour at 6. Good evening and thanks for joining us. A car chase and street fight over the weekend has left the Surrey neighborhood rattled. All of the chaos caught on video.
1: It happened early Saturday evening and while investigators suspect it's connected to the lower mainland gang conflict, residents say it's amazing no innocent bystanders were hurt. It's shocking to watch a street
3: fight involving several people and cars racing through a residential street in Surrey's Newton neighborhood is all captured on security video. At one point, you see a car go barreling down the sidewalk, then colliding head on with another car. A third car hits a man before crashing into two parked vehicles before finally crashing down an embankment. Well, you can see where the black car hit, right? Neighbor Louise Brown describes how the black car hit her parked vehicle and totaled another.
0: After it hit them, it went right down here, and it was wedged right in there. Isn't that hard to believe?
3: Some type of spray appears to have been used during the fight, as well as weapons. But police say no shots were fired. Luckily, no innocent bystanders were hurt, but neighbors clearly shaken by what unfolded.
4: We have kids in the neighborhood and things like that, so that could be kind of, you know, if, if the kids are out playing and stuff, that could have been
3: pretty bad.
5: So it's a family neighborhood. There's kids all over the place all the time, right? And you could see on the footage, I mean, I was out here mowing the lawn just like kind of before that.
3: 911 calls started coming in at about 7.45 p.m. to the area of 135 A Street and 88 Avenue. Police found three men involved in the incident. They were taken to hospital. One was serious injuries. A Nissan Maxima and a Ford Taurus were also seized. Police are now looking for the others involved, as well as a red Dodge Caravan, a black Volkswagen Jetta, and a burgundy Honda Accord.
6: The initial information that our investigators have have led them to believe that these people were known to one another and that they may be connected to the lower Mainland gang conflict.
1: And Grace Key joins us live outside Surrey City Hall with more on the discussions around the transition, Grace, the controversial transition from RCMP to police Mm -hmm. in the city. Yeah, certainly
3: one Surrey city councillor did speak out against the mayor's uh, plan, uh, Doug McCallum, to move towards a municipal police force rather than the RCMP. So Surrey city councillor Linda Annis uh, saying that the numbers and not the uniform is really the key to policing and she points out that Surrey is the size of Vancouver, Richmond and Burnaby combined and those numbers of police officers needs to reflect that. Surrey
0: is looking at the Vancouver policing model uh, for direction in terms of our future policing. Currently, the city of Vancouver has 12 members per square kilometer to handle the policing needs for their city. Surrey has just three.
3: Now, the councillor has also been pushing for more transparency surrounding the plan and public involvement about it as
1: well. Sophie? Grace Key reporting in Surrey. Grace, thank you.
2: The BC SPCA has now identified a person suspected of abandoning two newborn kittens in a Vancouver dumpster. The animals were found tied in a plastic shopping bag in a dumpster on Pacific Street last week. They were rushed to an emergency clinic with hypothermia and dehydration, but later died. The SPCA says it'll be recommending charges to Crown Counsel in the case. Anyone convicted of abandoning an animal faces a maximum fine of $75,000 and up to two years in jail.
1: A challenging firefight for crews in Vancouver this afternoon. The blaze was spotted at a home under renovation on Glen Drive and East 13th Avenue. Heavy plastic surrounding the home made it difficult for crews to access. Investigators say no one was home at the time, but it's believed drywallers had been on the property earlier in the day. No word yet on exactly what caused this fire. And fire broke out at a popular banquet hall in Crescent Beach today. Firefighters were called to Beecher Place around noon as smoke poured from the building located along the waterfront. Thankfully, with five trucks and almost two dozen firefighters, crews quickly managed to get the upper hand. The extent of the damage is not known. However, it's believed to be contained to the second floor. Vancouver
2: homeowners are facing the very real possibility they'll have to pay more property tax. City Council is voting on the move to offload some of the tax burden from businesses because soaring land values are forcing many of them to close. Tanya Beja joins us with more on why this is a very controversial option. Tanya.
6: Well, Chris, the move is one business owners say they desperately need. Now City Council has to decide whether it's the right move. What we're talking about is transferring 2% of property taxes from commercial owners over to residential owners as a way of helping small businesses deal with things like rising land values and rising property taxes. City staff are actually recommending against this move. They say that uh, there's concern, of course, that homeowners would feel the impact. There's also concern that it's maybe too broad of a move and that the city needs to find something more targeted because uh, not only would small businesses benefit, but so would large multinational corporations operating in Vancouver. But we heard from business improvement associations today. They say the city just needs to do something because uh, they're calling this a crisis situation. For example, in the West Broadway business improvement area, they've seen 75 businesses close since 20, 2015, and they say that rising property taxes is a big reason for that. Here's more now from some of the business owners we spoke with.
7: The burden I'm seeing in my own business is i have seen a situation where uh, a building I've rented for five years, has more than doubled its property taxes. In fact, the property taxes from 2017 have doubled to 2019.
5: If small businesses, local businesses are important to you, they they can't keep increasing taxes like this. It's putting us right out of the market. It's really difficult. The
6: solution that we're asking for helps
0: businesses in the community at large. Whether it's a smaller business or
6: a larger business, they all need relief. And again, City Council will be voting on this in the next hour, so we'll have an update for you as soon as we can. Sophie and Chris, back to you.
2: Look forward to hearing how that goes down. Thanks very much, Tanya.
1: Now, if it isn't tax pain, the pain of the pump has many weighing their options when it comes to saving a few bucks. Many are running for the border to get a better deal. But if you've ever wondered if it's really worth it, Aaron MacArthur reports. Now there's an app for that.
4: Filling their car, or a jerry can or two. No shortage of Canadians filling up south of the line. People who live close enough say it can save hundreds of dollars a month.
8: We live six blocks from the border. We used to live in South Surrey, so it was way better then. But the gas prices are just crazy right now.
4: But what if you have to drive from farther afield? Vancouver or the North Shore? A new app lets you plug in all the numbers and do the math. Its creator, Gilson Tsang makes the trip from Coquitlam every two and a half weeks. He saves between $40 and $50 every time. As we all know with the rising gas price, we need to come together as a community and bring some awareness to the local government. Hey, there's something going on here. Despite the desperation Metro Vancouver drivers are feeling, there are no shortage of trucks on the road. Last year, in BC, the F-150, the most popular vehicle sold. It was number two the year before that. These vehicles are so much more fuel efficient and lower emission than they were just a few years ago, and and that applies to every vehicle today. The math gets a little weird the farther from Metro Vancouver you travel. There are savings in Squamish, but just barely. The time it takes to drive isn't calculated in the app. Now it depends on how much you make an hour.
3: If you're making minimum wage at $12.65, unfortunately that's low for our province, but... It might still be worth it for you.
9: I would say not, unless you got a Nexus card. Yeah. Right? You'll be sitting in a lineup for two, two and a half hours sometimes. Sold by the leader,
4: paid for through gritted teeth. Trying to find a deal on the price at the pump has become as much a part of life in Metro Vancouver as talking about the price of real estate. Aaron MacArthur, Global News.
1: Well, right now, that app is only for Android phones, but we're told the iPhone version is on its way. Now let's bring in Keith Baldry with details of a new report calling on the province to regulate gas prices. And Keith, this comes from the Canadian Centre for Policy Alternatives.
10: Indeed, it does, Sophie. Everybody's got an opinion, it seems, on how to fix the gas price problem. Mark Levy from the Canadian Centre for Policy Alternatives argues for regulation, similar to what occurs right now in the Maritimes, where there are caps on what the price can be. He says there's just simply not enough uh, supply coming from the four refineries in Metro Vancouver, and they should be required to keep a big inventory on hand to uh, overcome any shortages. So here's one of the arguments he's making, adding fuel to the debate.
4: In uh, the Maritime Provinces, they regulate the price of gasoline, so they set a maximum uh, price. Uh, So BC could consider something uh, like that. Uh, We should also be looking at uh, some other measures for the industry, uh, requiring them to keep two or three weeks of inventory on hand should there be any kind of uh, supply disruptions, basically increasing the accountability and transparency uh, of those four companies uh, and ensure that um, they are adequately supplying the market.
10: So an interesting argument, as so many other arguments are, but I don't think this is going to uh, see reality. John Horgan, the Premier, has already ruled out regulating, even though, ironically, in opposition, he called for the regulation from the government of the day. It's interesting to watch everybody flip-flop here, guys. You've got the B.C. Liberals, the so-called Free Enterprise Coalition Party, demanding the government get involved and interfere in the market. The NDP, more left-leaning, more of a fan of government involvement and regulation, deciding against getting involved in the market and interfering and bringing in new regulations. It depends, I guess, whether you're in opposition or government, on what side of the fence you come down on.
1: Things can change depending on the side of the house you're on, Keith, for sure. Yeah. Thank you.
2: Meantime, a man they call the protesting grandpa has started his midair fight of the Trans Mountain pipeline. 71-year-old Terry Christensen scaled his way up a tree near Burrard Inlet in Burnaby this morning. His supporters say the tree is inside the Westridge Marine Terminal, which is the facility where oil would be loaded onto tankers in a planned expansion of the pipeline. Christensen says he's doing it all for the children that would that climate change will impact. Organizers say he has supplies to stay up there all week.
7: Justin Trudeau and his cabinet are getting close to making a decision on whether to reapprove the permits for the Trans Mountain Pipeline. And Terry wants the prime minister to know that if he goes ahead with this project, there will be more protests like this.
2: New video of the Seattle crane collapse coming up on the News Hour,
1: And mourning the loss of a Hollywood director at the top of his game later.
2: Well, it would appear that someone enjoyed snuggling with a baby goat a little too much over the weekend. A
1: farm in Ladysmith holding the snuggle party. But when the crowds cleared, the 12-day-old goat was nowhere to be found. Kylie Stanton explains why getting it back will be key to its
0: survival. The gates open and people from all over Vancouver Island come in for a snuggle. It's called Snuggle, Hug and Cuddle the Baby Goats. Yellow Point Farms just started hosting the event this month, inviting the public in every weekend to share some quality time with the animals.
6: We've had so much positive feedback about it that uh, everybody leaves with a smile.
0: But this past Saturday, it seems someone left with something else. It's not a huge space and we have really good fencing and we just could not find him.
6: We believe that it has been stolen.
0: This Nigerian dwarf goat, who hasn't been named yet, is just 12 days old. He has very distinct markings called moon spots with a rare colouring and very blue eyes. This is the mom. His mother is now showing signs of distress. She's been worried about him and calling and crying for him. What's even more concerning is the kid still needs her milk in order to survive. Judging by how much the mom is crying and how she got engorged and we actually had to milk her out, he will have been crying every few hours for that milk. The does have filed a police report but are also getting the word out online, posting a plea on Facebook that's been shared 19,000 times, asking for the animal's safe
6: return. If there's an ounce in you that feels bad, just come drop it off. Uh... No harm, no foul. Hey,
0: But the snuggles could soon come to an end. The incident has the does questioning whether or not to continue with the events in case something like this happens again.
6: My wife and I feel a little bit violated in a way. We're letting people into our lives and we just wanted people to show some respect with our animals.
0: That was not even on our radar to think that this could be a possibility. So it's just, it's devastating. Kylie Stanton, Global News.
1: Hopefully they'll get that little guy back. Mm -hmm. Well, the Union Gospel Mission is rolling out a new rescue van.
0: The
2: Mobile Mission is now rolling in the Fraser Valley, aimed at connecting those in need with resources and necessities. It'll drive around Abbotsford and Mission, providing the homeless with something to eat and connecting them with housing and recovery programs in the area. The expansion builds on the success of the UGM's original mobile mission vehicle, which operates west of the Fraser River and serves up to 200 people weekly. Well, Kelowna RCMP are looking for more witnesses tonight to a bizarre and terrifying incident Sunday afternoon.
1: A man suddenly grabbing a baby and later ending up naked in Okanagan Lake. Global's Claudia Van Emmerich reports.
5: An unusual sight in downtown Kelowna Sunday afternoon. A naked man swimming in Okanagan Lake as a throng of people looked on. But this was no laughing matter. For one family, it was a terrifying situation that began when their toddler was suddenly snatched by a stranger.
3: He held the baby by the head. He was holding it by the head
1: and running with the baby. It was
5: crazy. The suspect ended up jumping in the water after a struggle with the boy's parents, who did manage to get their young son back.
3: He said something like, it was a mistake, it was a mistake,
11: like he didn't need to grab the baby.
5: Witnesses say the man took off all his clothes before taking the plunge. Numerous police officers rushed to the scene, including Mounties on the fire department's rescue boat. They tried to apprehend him, but he kept swimming away. At one point, the man climbs up onto a dock. A police officer approaches and throws him a blanket. But despite negotiations to surrender, the man jumps back into the lake. Members of the public also try to convince the man to come out.
12: Why are you in there? Because they
2: scared me. They're nice. So you come not going to hurt now. you. Just
5: come out. As police continue to contain the situation, the man suddenly heads for a ladder and finds himself cornered. The 30-year-old Alberta man was taken into custody, police asking those who witnessed his interaction with the child to contact them. The man is now facing potential criminal charges, and while he was supposed to appear here in court today, Global News was told that he's still in hospital. As for the young boy involved, he was checked over by paramedics on scene and taken to hospital, but appeared unhurt. An ordeal his family will likely not forget anytime soon. Claudia Van Emmer, Global News. Kelowna.
1: Well, believe it or not, school is about to start winding down for high school and post-secondary students, and that means many of them will be on the hunt for a summer job.
2: Mm, But the Better Business Bureau is warning about a number of employment scams that could deceive unsuspecting students. And Andrew has the details in Consumer Matters. Ann?
8: The employment scam can cost victims thousands of dollars. Thanks, you too. Most employment scams are check cashing schemes designed to steal your money and personal information. In fact, last year, this type of scam ranked number four on the Better Business Bureau's top 10 list. Students between the ages of 18 and 24 are most at risk. To avoid being scammed, the BBB has the following recommendations. First of all, research the company, call the business to confirm details if you have any suspicions. Scammers are capable of creating elaborate business websites and can even impersonate legitimate businesses. Avoid any job offer that requires an upfront payment or money transfer. Beware of vague job descriptions and over-the-top pay scales and never provide your social insurance number or other financial and confidential information before you have been hired.
11: I think social media is a growing concern because of the fact that a lot of businesses are starting to gravitate towards social media because social media is one guaranteed place to go to find these job seekers or to find consumers on a whole. A business can go, hey, we're hiring, make that post on social media and get feedback just like that. And, and with that kind of uh, tr- uh, discourse not being strange, that kind of communication being very familiar, especially to students and to millennials, a lot of job seekers can fall into a trap like that.
8: Also be wary of job offers that appear in pop-up ads. And if human resource personnel respond with a Hotmail, Gmail, or Yahoo account, there's a good chance it's a scam. And if you have a consumer issue for me, there's all my information. You can email me at consumermatters at globalnews.ca. All
2: right, and thank you very much. The search is on tonight for a man at the center of a heartwarming story from the Surrey-Vasaki parade earlier this month. Twitter user A. Thakar posted this photo of an elderly man who stood in line for 20 minutes to pose with two Mounties. When he got up to the officers, he told them he didn't have a camera. He just wanted the honor of standing beside them. So Thakar took the picture for him and then posted it. Surrey RCMP have now retweeted the picture saying they'd love to give the man a copy and they're asking anyone who knows who he is to get in touch with them.
1: Well, another sign summer is around the corner. Metro Vancouver's water use regulations kick in this week. Beginning Wednesday, stage one restrictions will limit how often you can water your lawn. Even numbered addresses can water on Wednesday and Saturday mornings between 4 and 9 a.m., Odd-numbered addresses can water on Thursday and Sunday mornings during those same hours. The restrictions will remain in effect until October 15th, but could shift to Stage 2 if reservoirs dip too low. Breaking the rules could cost you 250 bucks. Counterflow is out over here at the Massey Tunnel. So, seeing a bit of a delay now for southbound traffic, some congestion from the Steveston on ramp on the approach. Still driving around on winter tires. Drive into Mr. Lube for same day tire changes. No appointment needed. 15 lower mainland locations. Find one near you at MrLube.com. I'm Trish Jewison in Global One at the Massey Tunnel. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> okay. Je vais les voir. Je vais les voir. The anguished reaction of Valérie Delorier as she kayaks into her home in Quebec. Her neighbourhood flooded after a dike broke, the water rising so fast she and her family barely had time to get out.
11: We were just having dinner with the kids, usual Saturday night, and... Uh... Then suddenly we just lost power and we were hearing like sirens and people running in the streets. And then we saw the water just rising very quickly and it was like, it was total chaos.
2: Wow. Shocking new video tonight of the moment a crane collapsed in Seattle, killing four people.
1: Authorities are still trying to figure out what went wrong as friends and family remember the victims of the bizarre accident.
13: No! Video from a car's dash cam captures the moment a crane collapses, striking a building and breaking apart before landing on six cars on the street below. In the rearview mirror, I just saw the crane like fall right behind my truck. Vince Fasil was also driving I in the area. He I says happened. he jumped out to help, rescuing one woman from a crushed car, then comforting her friend Sarah Wong, a college student who eventually died from her injuries. She wasn't alone. <laughs> Uh, I stayed as long as I could with her. In all, four people were killed, including two iron workers on the crane. One of them, Marine veteran Travis Corbett, married his wife Samantha just last year.
12: He was the best partner that I could have asked for. He was just unbelievable. It's, it's really tragic that the world lost such a special person this soon.
13: State regulators say the crane, part of a project to build a new Google campus, was being disassembled when it collapsed. It's unclear if wind played a role. The National Weather Service says gusts reached as high as 23 miles an hour around the time of the collapse. The general contractor on this project says it is cooperating with authorities. The investigation into what went wrong is expected to last at least six months.
1: Hollywood is mourning the death of a directing legend tonight. John Singleton has died at the age of 51 due to complications from a stroke he suffered almost two weeks ago.
2: In 1992, at the age of 24, Singleton became the youngest person ever to receive an Oscar nomination for Best Director for Boys in the Hood. He also was the first African-American to be nominated in that category. Singleton directed a number of iconic films, including Poetic Justice and Too Fast, Too Furious. His family announced his death shortly after they confirmed he'd been taken off life support. Tonight, fans have decorated his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame with flower petals and a small Oscar statuette. Back here, the NDP government's crackdown on private clinics is creating longer lineups for a number of operations. At least that's the claim by some B.C. doctors in court documents.
1: Richard Zussman tells us why and what the government is saying in response to these accusations. The
14: debate over public versus private health care ramping up again in British Columbia. Surgeons have brought cases forward in a court case in signed affidavits showing that wait times have gone up in some cases from around two and a half years to four years. Those surgeries include sinus surgeries as well as breast reconstruction surgeries. Dr. Nancy Van Laken says that her concerns are that some people can't get the surgeries they need and some cases don't even get on the
6: list unfortunately what happens is people are not even referred for the surgery because the family physician or who the referring doctor is says well you can't get in anyway So they give up trying.
14: Van Laken says she's concerned the province has not increased operating room time in public hospitals. But Health Minister Adrian Dick says since his government has come into power, they have increased the number of surgeries, provided more operating times, and cut down wait times for MRIs, which historically have been done in the private system.
4: 174,000 MRIs in the last year of Liberal government. 231,000 MRIs in the first full year of NDP government.
14: The NDP has been arguing it's illegal for clinics and doctors to take money from patients for operations covered by universal health care. And if they break the rules, they don't get public contracts. While the doctors argue restricting where doctors can
4: operate hurts the public system as well. We continue in the public system to put patients first and use uh, private clinics where they're clearly uh, following uh, the Medicare Protection Act.
6: Depressing it really is a word when you, have, when you speak to patients who have to wait trying to explain why somebody's waiting.
14: The province also focused on opening more operating rooms. But that's where it gets complicated. There are the right number of surgeons, but there's a lack of anesthesiologists. And the province needs to address that concern before they can put in those additional operating rooms. Richard Zussman, Global News, Victoria.
2: A line of cream puffs is being recalled across the country after being linked to a salmonella outbreak. The Canadian Food Inspection Agency is recalling eight different Celebrate brand cream puffs and eclairs. There have been 73 confirmed cases of salmonella across Canada with two deaths reported, but it still hasn't been determined whether salmonella was definitely a factor in those deaths. The products were sold in eight provinces, including British Columbia.
1: A local company is hoping to revolutionize the motorcycle industry by using technology to improve rider safety.
2: I was lucky enough to visit the lab where they're developing a system of cameras and sensors that can warn a rider of danger before they even see it, and major manufacturers are starting to take notice. In an unmarked building in East Vancouver, a BC technology company is on what could turn out to be a wild ride. We're on a mission to cause a paradigm shift for safer, smarter motorcycling for more than half the world's commuters. Damon was founded two years ago by a couple of guys who love to ride, but got tired of feeling vulnerable on the road. It marries my two biggest passions in life technology and motorcycles with two and a half million dollars from angel investors they're building an all-electric shape-shifting superbike that can see danger even before the rider can so it's a bit like a fighter jet our system can lock on to all moving objects around the motorcycle and track their direction and velocity and speed to anticipate where traffic is going to be for now this bike is the mule testing a series of cameras radar and sensors that create a 360-degree view of everything going on around the bike, alerting the rider with lights and haptic feedback through the handlebars. Whoa, yeah, that's instant. <laughs> that's right? instant. All of the information will be stored in the Damon Cloud. If you imagine a thousand motorbikes with our system going through 40 intersections a day, that's 40,000 intersections in a single day that we can record and start to identify the common behaviors that lead to accidents. The system obviously has the potential to make riding a lot safer. According to ICBC, the last five years have seen an average of 2,400 collisions involving motorcycles in B.C. 1,600 include injuries. More than 30 are fatal. Safety is one of the primary barriers to people choosing to ride, and solving that issue means millions more potential customers for motorbike manufacturers. We eliminate those blind spots, and we give you a sense of awareness all the way around you at all times, and you just ride better. Damon already has the attention of police departments in the U.S., with discussions about retrofitting motorcycle fleets there with the same sensors and software. This Vancouver startup clearly going full throttle. Anything less than that means that we're everybody else, and we're not everybody else. We are Damon, and
8: we do things at a speed that, frankly, nobody else can match.
2: That is a cool-looking bike, isn't it? All electric as well. They say their goal is eventually zero fatalities on Damon bikes. They're still Mm -hmm. looking for investors. We'll see if they can launch it to the masses in the coming years
1: and you got to go play on motorcycles i did and virtual
2: reality (laughs) and very cool stuff uh, assignment yeah it's a good one
1: all right after the forecast
2: why the discovery of that whale off the coast of norway has people talking about international espionage
1: looks like a spy (laughs) right (laughs) (laughs) Let's check in with Christy Gordon now for a look at our
11: forecast. Lovely day out there, Christy. It sure is. We hit about 19 degrees across the lower mainland today. Lots of sunshine, a few sprinkles here and there. But, you know, we're so lucky. We are not dealing with the devastating flooding that they've had back east. And the prairies actually were hammered with a major snowstorm over the weekend. Parts of Saskatchewan actually had 45 centimeters of snow. Check out these images from Calgary. They saw not as much, 13 centimeters of snow, but it was the blizzard like conditions with winds exceeding 60 kilometers an hour, white out conditions that uh, basically turn the highways into parking lots and some of the highways were actually closed for a number of hours, including the Trans Canada. 100 uh, crashes were reported and one tow truck driver says it might take up to a week to clean up the mess. So we really, really are so lucky here Today we had sunshine, a few pop-up showers with a bit of instability across the region, but so far this spring we've been spared of any extreme weather. Now, these showers are because of a bit of instability. Daytime heating now starting to occur, and we've got colder air mass above. Now, that instability will uh, push east overnight, but we are still going to see a few isolated showers in these eastern sections, especially along the eastern slope of the Rocky Mountains. So, from BC Peace River, or western BC Peace River, right down into the south. Could see flurries at higher elevations and showers at lower terrain. And then, cold air ushers in into to some of these eastern sections with the possibility of some snow even at lower terrain on Wednesday morning. We'll keep track of that for you tomorrow, so tune back in. But in the meantime, this is your Tuesday. Lots of sunshine, but cold in through the BC Peace River area again with the possibility of showers or flurries. But 16 degrees in Merritt, 15 for a Soyuz tomorrow, and we'll see a range from 15 to potentially 20 degrees tomorrow for our Tuesday. And great conditions. As I said, we have been spared of extreme weather, and it seems like that will be the case for the next several days. And it's spring, so lots of new babies. This one, one day old little geese here, thanks to Nicole for that one. And look at this shot, a mom and baby wow. fox up near Fort St. John. That's a great shot. Thank you, Christy.
2: Super cute little piggyback ride there. A strange story now of an unlikely ocean-going spy has raised some red flags about possible Russian espionage. Thank you.
1: A beluga whale, apparently tame and unafraid of people, was found off the coast of Norway wearing a harness. After a fisherman jumped in and removed it, it was discovered to be Russian-made. The harness, that is, complete with a mount for a camera. Norwegian Hello. officials are speculating the whale escaped from a Russian facility. The Russian military has been accused of holding whales in captivity in the past and reportedly has a history of training and weaponizing sea mammals.
9: Wow. Poor little guy. So he's a double yeah. agent, is what we're saying? Double yes. agent now.
2: He's going over to the other side, probably looking for asylum. If, I, if the last Tom Clancy novel I read is... Well,
9: in the and occasion. if old movie buffs, I do believe there was a movie years ago called Day of the Dolphin. That's... That adds, yeah. uh, maybe I'm wrong, but it had something to do with that, so... spy
1: huh. dolphins. Something like that. <laughs> Again,
9: double agent dolphins. Deep, deep breaths, my friend.
1: Diaphragmatic breathing.
2: Get the, he what just that? sprinted all the way up to the sports I'm gonna department. I'm going to
9: have to do it again. Are you really? Because I messed up with the computer. Do you want me to do it? You wouldn't know what to do. <laughs> no offense. That's true. Wow.
1: That's Diaphragmatic true. breathing. <laughs>
9: mm-hmm. uh, unlike the NHL playoffs, the two teams that we expected to be in the final series of the Western Hockey League have made it. PA and Vancouver. They'll do battles starting Friday in Saskatchewan. Now, the Raiders will be the favorites, but the Giants did beat them earlier in the season. So, can they do it again? Huh. Let us find out.
12: <laughs> There's no missing it. Step into the Vancouver Giants dressing room and this is the goal. The end game of every major junior hockey team in the country. And around the corner, an active roadmap on getting to the Memorial Cup Championship.
4: I guess we kind of looked at it as kind of a contract. We have uh... The thing was, it was 16 wins to get to the Memorial Cup, and we're 12 down right now, but um, Mike and Jamie came up with a whole kind of slogan. It was, I believe it's 4,444 kilometres to Halifax from Vancouver on a flight. I mean, add those up, and it's all
5: up to 16.
4: Getting those final four wins won't be easy.
12: The Giants face the Western Hockey League's top team, the Prince Albert Raiders, who eliminated the Edmonton Oil Kings on the weekend. Now, on paper and on ice, this has all the makings of being a great series. Prince Albert and Vancouver, the only teams to crack the 100 point barrier
4: during the regular season they play a bit different style i think they kind of try to open up the game a bit more than us Uh, probably got a bit more offensive threats than us but uh we match that with our defensive game so it's a it's a good matchup for sure uh two good goalies so i'm not sure how many pucks will get past them but um it'll be interesting to see how it all plays
2: out they're obviously a very very good transition team uh they they transition the puck as well as anybody in our league Uh, from from defense to offense very good off the rush um You know, they're they're a deep team uh, right from their goaltending
12: out. Lastly, there's a hunger of playing for the Memorial Cup. The Raiders' lone appearance on the national championship stage was back in 1985, which also marks the only time Prince Albert has won it all, which brings us back to four that magical number needed to keep one of these teams' impressive Memorial Cup
9: rides going. It's, uh, it's a huge motivator when you see those pucks and you see um, how far we've come so far. And we only got the toughest, toughest challenges ahead of us.
2: It doesn't get any better than this. And, uh, and this is why we play all year long is, is to get these kind of opportunities.
9: What was that breathing you said? What was that called?
1: Diaphragmatic breathing.
9: I have no idea what that Here means. your diaphragm. Oh, I see. Okay, now I get it. Uh, Canucks defenseman Troy Stetcher will be on Team Canada at the upcoming World Hockey Championship. First time he's ever gotten to play for a Canadian team at an IIHF event. He'll be one of five BC boys. The others are Kyle Turris, Shay Theodore, Sam Reinhardt, and Dante Favreau. The tournament starts May 10th in Slovakia. Game three stars... Blues series now in Dallas, that's Vladimir Tarasenko, this is Colton Pareko, and that's Jaden Schwartz tipping it in. 1-0 for the Blues. But they don't celebrate for long because before the end of the first period, Alexander Radulov on the power play gives the uh, Stars their first goal, but St. Louis has taken that lead back. It's now 2-1 in the second. Kelowna's Rory McDonald retained his Bellator welterweight title on Saturday with a draw in Bellator 200 against John Fitch. It's part of a welterweight Grand Prix series. His next fight will be a semi-final bout against Neiman Gracie. But after Saturday's fight, McDonald said his religious beliefs are starting to affect his thoughts about mixed martial arts, even though he is not planning to retire. Listen.
12: It takes a certain spirit to come in here and, and put a man uh, to pain and stuff. And I just don't, I don't know if I have that, that same that same drive to hurt people anymore. I don't know what it is, but it, uh, it's confusing. But, you know, I know the Lord has something in store for me, but uh, he was speaking to me in here tonight. And I don't know, it's it's a different feeling.
6: Wow.
9: Seattle, yes, the Seattle Seahawks drafted wide receiver DK Metcalf in the second round last week. It's considered a bit of a steal by many draft experts. He had battled injuries in his college career, but when he is healthy, he's got the speed in the hands russell wilson to throw deep passes to and he has a specimen body this guy with no shirt (laughs) like schwarzenegger in his good days Uh, but he's also a sensitive man as the seahawks found out when their gm john schneider called him to tell dk that seattle had selected him
2: hello dk yeah, sir. Hey, it's John Schneider with Seattle with Seahawks. Hey, how you doing? How you doing, bud? Yeah. You doing
7: all right? Yeah, sir. Hey, yeah, man, sir. get fired up. We're going to make you a Seahawk right here, okay?
2: Yeah, all right, bud?
7: All right, man,
2: congratulations. You got, you got to help me out in the weight room, though. I'm a little, little slow in that area,
4: okay? Uh, yeah, all right, look forward
10: to this, brother, okay? Here's Coach Carroll. Yes sir. thank you. DK <laughs> Hey DK, this is Coach Pete Carroll. How you doing? I'm doing really good. <laughs> <I'm> doing... <laughs> okay, we'll both cry together then, all right? <laughs> Why y'all wait this long, man? <laughs> I, know, I know, I know, you had to wait a little bit, but that doesn't matter because yes, you come to Seattle, <laughs> man. You're gonna play in, you're gonna yes, play with the Seahawks and you're gonna catch fo- footballs from Russell Wilson. A
2: professor at UBC Okanagan has developed new technology that could make cold winter mornings a whole lot easier.
1: And as Global's Travis Lowe reports, making scraping windshields a thing of the past could be just the beginning.
7: Do you think it's going to be lit? Inside this UBCO engineering lab, (laughs) Professor Kevin Golovan. This is a 15 centimeter long piece of ice. Is pioneering a new material to battle one of winter's worst woes. Ice, a major problem when you live in colder climes. But Gullivan's new discovery could help change that. Because instead of spending a considerable amount of elbow grease scraping your car's windshield... You can de-ice a large,
13: large area uh, with minimal force.
7: The technology is called lit, or, or... Low interfacial toughness. And what's important about that is that ice doesn't adhere well to materials with lit
13: properties. So if you were to apply this to a windshield, all you would have to do is scrape at the very corner of your windshield and the whole sheet would come off as one complete sheet.
7: The recently published development has changed the way scientists think about ice adhesion.
13: This type of discovery opens so many pathways, so I'm not, I'm not even aware of all the new avenues that this will open up.
7: But Golovan adds that the practical applications of the lit technology are numerous. De-icing planes is probably
13: the most obvious one. But also sides of boats, power lines, windshields, inside freezers and your little ice makers. It basically anywhere that ice forms, it could be beneficial.
7: So will this lit technology debut on the market
13: anytime soon? Are we gonna see this on an airplane wing next week? No, because it takes years and years to get something approved for aerospace. Is it going to be on a windshield as a spray you could buy in the store? Potentially, yeah.
7: Travis Lowe, Global News, Kelowna.
1: I find my awesome. credit card works well to scrape my window. Yeah, me oh, too. <laughs>
2: so nice to get out there and just on your sidewalk in one move, get all the
9: ice up. That's yeah. why you have underground parking. It's this great invention.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have it. it really solves <laughs> the
9: problem of icing.
2: Nothing like that in the forecast for the foreseeable future, thankfully.
11: That's right. Not for uh, South Coast anyway. Some eastern sections could see some snow on Wednesday, but for us, enjoy the sunshine. It's here to stay. Lovely shot.
2: Thanks for watching. Have a good night.